Hi, and thanks for listening to another audio podcast from Creekside Community Church, Narangba, Queensland. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.creekside.org.au. I'm going to touch on a new topic today, and uh, it's renewing of your mind, renewing of your mind. And uh, this one, it just speaks to me. It just speaks to me, this topic. I'm going to try and do my own slides today. We'll see how we go with that. I've been um, serving God in a ministry for probably 25 years or so now, pastoring churches and, and looking after people and all sorts of problems that people face. And I've probably heard just about everything that you can think of over these years. And I've tried to be involved in their life and listening to the troubles. And, and, um, and I think that this image that I'm going to put on the screen here really represents a lot of the situations that I've helped people or prayed with people over the years. I've been a chappie for a, a couple of few years as well, and um, so I've even seen this right down to children um, in schools. And, you know, I've always had the opportunity to talk to parents and talk to, to students and talk to people in church, and I can see that all different circumstances, and even in my own experiences over the last, you know, five and a half years, I've been through all sorts of my own ups and downs and challenges and stresses and anxiety and, and other things that I've had to face. And and looking at my circumstances and my situation as well. So I kind of have this kind of compassion that I feel for people when I see this, and I've really learned some things about how in the midst of our circumstances, the inclination of our heart needs to turn toward God in those times. It needs to be focused on Him in those times. And I've kind of gained this deep level of compassion within my heart for when I see people in these circumstances, but my goal is always to help people in pain and fear or anxiety or struggles and troubles to turn their heart toward God. That's the gift that I could try and bring, and that's a gift we could all bring to each other when we're struggling, right? Is to try and help people turn their heart toward God. And what does God say? about these situations and circumstances. And many times we take our circumstances and we try and, you know, see how the Bible might fit into my circumstances. But what I want to do is, is, is take the Bible and I want to place it upon my circumstances, not the other way around, okay? A lot of times we do it the wrong way. And that's why I want to talk about the renewing of our mind. We're going to take God's Word... And we're going to renew our way of thinking, renew our, we're going to dictate our circumstances by God's word. We can't always control our circumstances, but we can control how we respond to our circumstances. We can control what we're going to do with that. And so we're going to renew our mind with God's word. And that will then help us walk through our circumstances. So I want to ask a question, what's going on here? And I want you to start to think, where can, how could you relate in this picture? The man doesn't know that there's a snake underneath him. The woman doesn't know that there's a stone crushing the man. The woman's thinking, I'm going to fall and I can't climb up because the snake's going to bite me. So she's in fear. Why can't the man just use a little bit more strength and pull me up? And the man's thinking, I'm in so much pain. And yet I'm still trying to pull you up as much as I can. Why don't you just try and climb up a little bit harder? And they're both living in this world of hurt and neither of them know what's going on in each other's lives. He can't see that she's anxious and full of fear. This snake's going to bite her in the face. 
And she can't see that he's in so much pain, being crushed and bleeding. But church, isn't this life? Isn't this life? We can easily judge people on the surface when we don't even know what's really going on under the surface and what pain they're actually really suffering with or what burden they're actually carrying. So I ask you, which one do you relate to? Which one do you relate to? Are you the guy in pain, the man who's carrying pain there, like the snake underneath him, dealing with emotional pain and hurt and forgiveness or grief from loss or physical pain? Or maybe you're dealing with chronic stress and you've been left feeling weak. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you relate more to the lady. She's worried. She's full of anxiety. She's always thinking of the worst. She's fearful about tomorrow. She's depressed by her circumstances and maybe has developed some toxic thought patterns and it's leaving her feeling anxious. It leaves you feeling in pain. It leaves you feeling fear and anxiety or in a pattern of toxic thinking and looking for help but not able to break free from that. Today I want to start you on a journey of renewing your mind. And instead of just giving you the steps on how to renew your mind today, I want us to begin a process of actually doing it right here in the church service as we're here. This could be kind of day one of your journey of renewing your mind and going through maybe detoxing some toxic thought processes. We need to to create some life-giving thoughts to replace some of the toxic thought processes that we have allowed to come in and start to dictate our lives. So I want to begin here. I know it sounds so simple, but Jesus has to be your starting point. True? Jesus has to be our starting point. What else have we got apart from Jesus at the end of the day? So I want us to read this out together. The truth is that Jesus is your hope. The Bible says he is your healer. He is your shield. He is your portion. He is your deliverer. He is your strength. He is your shelter. He is your refuge. He is your peace. He is your strong tower. He is your ever-present help in times of trouble. Now, doesn't that just start to stir things up for you inside? Doesn't just reading that start to rebuild your faith and start to turn the inclination of your heart toward God in the midst of your circumstances? Just acknowledging who Jesus is will start the process of renewing your thought process, renewing your mind. Years ago, there was a beautiful song. It was a worship song. It was called In Christ Alone. And we all know the great old hymn as well, In Christ Alone. It said, In Christ alone I place my trust. I find my power in the glory of the cross. I keep coming back to that. You see, apart from Jesus, we are trapped. Apart from Jesus, we don't have the healing. We don't have his shield, his protection and deliverance and strength. Apart from Jesus, I'm not strong. But with Jesus, his grace is made His grace is made perfect in my weakness. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. You see, I need him. I need his help. I need to be delivered and protected from Jesus. My peace comes from Jesus. Jesus is your hope. And Jesus sets you free. When you're trapped in pain from the past, 
when you're trapped with anxiety or fears or circumstances like stress or chronic stress that you deal with, we may first reach out to counsellors, we may first reach out to, to doctors, we may first reach out to medication, instead of first reaching out to Jesus. You see, I have had counsellors, I've got a fantastic counsellor who's helped me walk through all sorts of things. And I have had medications and things, I take a whole host of natural supplements and that's helped me through things. And I have doctors and I've had specialists and I encourage that. These are gifts from God. But as I've walked through these past few years, I'll tell you who set me free. It was Jesus. It says in John 8, 36, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly, what? Free. And it says in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you absolutely free. Doctors and medications and counsellors, all the world has to offer us is great. But I want to show you something today, that the renewing of your mind, when you are trapped in fear, anxiety or pain from the past, you must first place your feet on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. He is your rock. The Bible says he is the rock of our salvation. So in this world where shifting sands constantly tries to move and as every wave comes and tries to wash over us, as every rug tries to get pulled out from under your feet and knock you over, he is your saviour. He is the author of your faith. No one and nothing else in this world is your saviour. Only Jesus Christ who died and rose again to save you eternally, to love you and to walk with you on this side of eternity, not just to save you for the other side of eternity. He wants to be with you on this side of eternity and help you through your circumstances. Jesus will not change like shifting sands do. And every wave that comes over and washes you, Jesus will help you stand firm and be immovable in that. In this crazy fallen world of constant change and chaos, you only have to watch the news for five minutes to know what I mean. We'd be better off spending that five minutes washing our mind with God's word, with the truth, because that sets us free. And he will hold you stable when your life is falling apart. And he will be your stability and he will be your support. And he will calm stormy seas in miraculous ways when waves come crashing over you. The Bible says he is the truth that sets you free. Do you believe that? And it says that he will make you new. He will make you new. Read this with me, 2 Corinthians 5.16. Let's read together. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. I'm a new creation. If I live in him, I can have a new mind. The Bible says that I can know the mind of Christ. When I was a young Christian, I thank God that I thought deeply about this truth. And it's shaped my Christian life. You see, not only is this the most undertaught truth in the church today, I think it's the most underlived truth 
in the Christian life. You see, not only is this the most undertaught truth and underlived truth in the body of Christ, it's why so many of us are still trapped in fear and anxiety and struggle of our circumstances like worry and hopelessness and chronic stress and all other issues like that that just try to drown us. Some things may be like toxic thought patterns and habitual sins. Even though I've come to Christ, I've not transitioned to grow in Christ day by day, being discipled in Christ, becoming a strong disciple of him, fully walking in my full potential of my identity in who Christ is living in me. The Bible says the old has been crucified. The old life is crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives. It's Christ who lives in me, the hope of glory. It says, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. You see, living in him, day by day, living in him is a new way of living. Living in Christ is a new way of thinking. A lot of people come to Jesus and they live for Christ. But the Bible doesn't talk about living for him. It says live in him. It's different. You say, I'm going to give my life to Jesus and be saved and have a bath in a sense, be spiritually cleaned and justified and regenerated and saved. But then he says, live in him. It's a process of being saved day by day by day. We're growing closer to him. The Bible says, be holy because I am holy. So I'm being growing in that, learning how to become more like him. See, Jesus, God didn't save us to be just, just saved. He saved us to become just like him. Jesus lives in us and he wants us to be just like him, just like Christ. Less of me and more of him. Less of me and more of him. Every day I need to renew my mind in this and I need to retrain my brain. Anyone want to be brainwashed? Let's wash our brains. I want to be brainwashed in the truth because the truth is what sets us free. If I'm living in him and he is living in me by the Holy Spirit, then I have actually had a shift in who I am. It says there, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. There's a shift. The old things are gone. Behold, new things have come. Are you living in him? Are you living in him or are you just living for him? Are you living in him day by day or did you just live for him and acknowledge him? And that, or are you living in him in a close relationship with him? My mind needs to catch up with this truth this truth that sets us free. Let me tell you, I have a new identity in Christ. Why should I say that I can't when the Bible says I can do all things in Christ who gives me strength? Why should I worry about my needs when I know that God takes care of all my needs according to his, his riches in glory in Christ Jesus? Why should I fear when the Bible says God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind? Why should I be weak? And the Bible says that the Lord is the strength of my life. Why should I allow Satan control over my life when he's, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world? Why should I be depressed when I have hope 
and that I can recall to mind God's loving kindness and compassion and faithfulness? Why should I feel alone when Jesus said that he is with me always and he will never leave me nor forsake me? Why should I be unhappy when I can learn to be content with whatever my circumstances? Why should I feel worthless when Christ became sin for me so that I might become the righteousness of God? Why should I be confused when God is the author of peace and that he gives me knowledge through his spirit who lives in me? Why should I feel like a failure when I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me? Why should I let the pressures of life bother me when I can take courage and I can know that Jesus has overcome the world? Why should I be worried and upset when I can cast all my anxieties on Christ who cares for me? Why should I ever be in bondage knowing that there is freedom from where the Spirit of the Lord is? There is freedom. Why should I feel condemned when the Bible says that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? You see, you may believe in Jesus. You may say, I'll live for Jesus, and that's about it. But I want to live in Christ, and I want your mind to catch up with this truth. I want my mind to catch up with the truth that I've just read out to you and so much more of what we can find in here. You see, you may believe in him, but our minds have to catch up. Doesn't just hearing this stuff start to stir up faith within you? Doesn't it do something amazing inside of you? It's just like light. It comes in and dispels darkness, just like that, right? It's beautiful. It's like anything I'm dealing with, the truth of God can just steamroll right over it. Instead of putting my circumstances on the word, I'm going to take the word of God and put it on my circumstances. That stone that might be crushing you right now, that snake that's staring you in the face, any stone that's on your back crushing you is actually being defeated. It's actually being defeated church and it's being lifted off you right now by faith it's being lifted off you right now in Jesus name what is that stone that's crushing you right now I believe the truth of God can help in these situations that snake that's staring you in the face right now creating fear and anxiety and worry and being cast down and right now that's being trampled on by the word of God the Bible says in Romans 16, 18, I think it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. We know that he's a snake. You all know what this truth does to me? Everything gets put in perspective. Everything in the way of my life, everything in the world gets put in perspective. This truth never changes. This truth never changes. All of a sudden, that snake is not so scary anymore, right? All of a sudden, that stone is not so heavy anymore. Let's read this scripture. We're going to finish up with this in a moment. This is a great scripture. I love this. I kind of picture this like a a hinge. Always when there's a passage in Romans 12, it starts, Therefore, 
what, what, what was leading up to that? And therefore, this is what we do. It's kind of like the door hinge. It's like one side of the door in that room and open the door and we move into the next room. Therefore, this is going to happen. Okay. It says, don't, this is another translation, New Living Translation. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. That's the hinge. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Anyone want to know God's will? His good, pleasing and perfect will? It's by the renewing of your mind. Therefore, do not conform any longer to the old patterns of the world, the old stinking thinking, the old toxic thought patterns and stuff that's weighing you down. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Open that door, move into the next room, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Some of us are trapped in this stuff. We haven't gone through the door. Take off the old, put on the new. Take off the old clothes, put on the new clothes. It's so important to renew our mind. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Things going on in me is what's going to determine the outcome of my life. What's going on in my mind, if it's God's word, God's word is going to direct the outcome of my life. I know I can't control all the circumstances around me, but I know that God's word can help me live and respond with the circumstances that are happening to me. Does that make sense? And so it's so important that we start this renewing of our minds. So you're living with a big rock on your back, or if you're living with fear and anxiety with like a snake in your face, you're probably harboring toxic thought patterns, you're probably harboring stuff from your past, stuff or experiences that have now determined the way that you're living your life. As you think in your heart, so are you. But you're not. You're believing what the devil says about you in a sense. You're believing what the world says about you in a sense. And you're believing what you say about you. But I don't care what I say about me. I don't care what the world says about me. I don't care what my past says about me. I care what God says about me. I've renewed my mind in this, you see. And I'm asking you to do the same. I'm doing a final sweep right now. Because tomorrow night, the bondage breaker starts. Tomorrow night, we've got 25 of us lined up for the Bondage Breaker course, and it's going to be a powerful six weeks on Monday night, 7 till 9 p.m. We're going to do this. We're going to be renewing our minds and the truth of our identity in Christ. And after that time, I guarantee you, you're not going to see the world the same way. It's a powerful, transformative approach to deal with the issues of the mind, to how start renewing your life in the truth of who you are in Christ and your true identity. So please, if this is your last chance to sign up, I know that I've, I've led hundreds of people through this over the years and I know it can have a powerful impact in your life. That's how we approach it. It's going to be very personal. Even though it's a big group, no one's going to be put on the spot. There's nothing like that. It's just learning. And as we go through it at the end of the bondage breaker, at the end of the six-week course, we'll do a little spiritual inventory. We'll see how you're going and all those things. And then we'll have a prayer together with you. Just very personal. I'd love to pray with you. And we'll walk through each of those areas that you might need some support and help in. But the whole idea of renewing your mind. Now, next Sunday, we're going to continue on this theme of renewing your mind. 
I feel like we're just touching on it right now. I'm excited about it because I want to give you the steps of how to renew your mind. I haven't even told you how to renew your mind yet. This scripture is preached so often in churches, Romans 12 too. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, church. Now, off you go. Go and have morning tea. It's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? Because, like, oh, yes, I've got to go and renew my mind. But there's ways that we can renew our mind. And we're going to discuss that next week. So I hope you can be back here next Sunday as we do that.